Miracy. There was once a king who loved nothing better than to go out alone in the clothes of a commoner. He wanted to meet the ordinary people of his kingdom, to learn their way of life, and especially their way of thinking about the world. One night, this king found himself walking in the poorest, narrowest street of the city. He heard a song in the distance. The king thought, a song sung in this place of poverty must be a lament. But as he got closer, he could hear the true character of the song. It was a song of joy and pride. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The king, who was dressed as a commoner, was drawn to the source of the song, the smallest, humblest shack on that street. He knocked on the door. Is a stranger welcome here? The voice from within said, A stranger is God's gift. Come in. In the dim light inside, the king saw a man sitting on the only piece of furniture, a wooden box. When the king came in, the man stood up and sat on the floor, offering the king the crate for a seat. Well, my friend, the king asked, what do you do to earn a living? Oh, I'm a cobbler. You have a shop where you make shoes. Oh no, I could not afford a shop. I take my box of tools, you're sitting on it, to the side of the road. There I repair shoes for people as they need them. You cobble shoes by the side of the road. Can you make enough money that way? The cobbler spoke with both humility and pride. Every day, I make just enough money to buy food for that day. Just enough for one day? Aren't you afraid that one day you won't make enough, and then you'll go hungry? Blessed be God, day by day. The next day, the king determined to put this man's philosophy to the test. He issued a proclamation that anyone wishing to cobble shoes by the side of the road must purchase a license for 50 pieces of gold. That night, the king returned to the poorest street. Again, he heard a song in the distance and thought, this time the cobbler will be singing a very different tune. But when the king neared the house, he heard the cobbler sing the same song. Worse, it was even longer and more joyful. The king knocked on the door. Oh, my friend, I heard about that wicked king and his proclamation. I was so worried about you. Were you able to eat today? Oh, I was angry when I heard I could not make my living in the way I always have. But I knew I'm entitled to make a living and I will find a way. As I stood there saying those very words to myself, a group of people passed me by. When I asked them where they were going, they told me, into the forest to gather firewood. Every day they bring back wood to sell as kindling. When I asked if I could join them, they said, there's a whole forest out there, come along. And so I gathered firewood. At the end of the day, I was able to sell it for just enough money to buy food for today. The king sputtered, just enough for one day. What about tomorrow? What about next week? Blessed be God, day by day. The next day, the king again returned to his throne and issued a new proclamation. Anyone caught gathering firewood in the royal forest 
would be inducted into the Royal Guard. For good measure, he issued another. No new members of the Royal Guard would be paid for 40 days. That night, the king returned to the poorest of poor streets. Amazed, he heard the same song, but now it had another part that sounded determined, even militant. The king knocked on the door. Cobbler, what happened to you today? They made me stand at attention all day in the royal guard. They issued me a sword and a scabbard, but then they told me I wouldn't be paid for 40 days. Oh, my friend, I bet you wish now that you had saved some money. Well, let me tell you what I did. At the end of the day, I looked at that metal sword blade. I thought to myself, that must be valuable. So I removed the blade from the handle and fashioned another blade of wood. When the sword is in the scabbard, no one can tell the difference. I took the metal blade to the pawnbroker and I pawned it for just enough money to buy food for one day. The king was stunned. What if there's a sword inspection tomorrow? Blessed be God, day by day. The next day, the cobbler was pulled out of line in the king's guard. He was presented with a prisoner in chains. Cobbler, this man has committed a horrible crime. You are to take him to the square. Using your sword, you are to behead him. Behead him? I'm a religious man. I couldn't take another human life. If you do not, we'll kill both of you. The cobbler led this poor, trembling man into the square, where a crowd had gathered to watch the execution. The cobbler put the prisoner's head on the chopping block. He stood tall, his hand on the handle of his sword. Facing the crowd, he spoke. Let God be my witness. I am no murderer. If this man is guilty as charged, let my sword be as always. But if he is innocent, let my sword turn to wood. He pulled his sword. The people gasped when they saw the wooden blade. They bowed down at a great miracle that had just happened. The king, who had been watching all of this, came over to the cobbler. He took him by both his hands and looked him deep in the eyes. I am the king, and I am your friend who has visited you these last nights. I want you to come live with me in the palace and be my advisor. Please teach me how to live like that one day at a time. This story is a traditional tale that was retold by Doug Lippman. There's so much about this story that speaks to me in relation to being an entrepreneur and a business owner. On the surface, it seems to be a story about being in the moment, living from day to day. Yet there are many deeper lessons. First, we're introduced to the king who loves nothing more than to go out alone in the clothes of a commoner. He says he wanted to meet the ordinary people of his kingdom to learn their way of life and especially their way of thinking about the world. It would seem that he's benevolent, a kind man that wants to understand his people and the world that he would usually not have access to. And yet as the story progresses, we see how cruel he can be making life more and more difficult so that he can play out his game in understanding how and even if the cobbler will survive. We see a man wielding power over his people without a thought more than his own curiosity. And yet this can be true in the world of business. For no apparent reason, when you do all the right things, the environment can suddenly change. I remember when I learned this lesson, I had a few clients, one particularly good client, a corporate client, 
And they regularly brought me business, several projects a month. And it was great. And I knew that in this organization, there was years worth of work to do. It was so clear. It was a vast international organization. There was so much that I could do, so much impact I could have. And one day, almost like the winds changed, they decided they didn't want to do any more storytelling in the organization. There was another fad that they wanted to take up, something to do with different ways of presenting. And suddenly, almost as quickly as storytelling was the thing and they wanted me to work everywhere, they no longer wanted me to work there at all. And it was shocking. It was so shocking. And I realized I had begun to think, gosh, it's important not to be dependent on one company, but I only really understood it when it was gone. So, you know, I learned that lesson and I think it's kind of similar to the way the king changes the environment for the cobbler. He has no control over it. He only has a control over how he reacts to it. So let's talk about the central character of the story, the cobbler. His story is such a lesson, I believe, for business owners. His undying optimism, his determination and his faith that all will be well. I've struggled and I've met many others who struggle with optimism when things seem unpredictable or out of our control. And yet the cobbler is not only persistent, but he's also completely confident that he'll figure it out and that all will be well. And it's interesting that he doesn't just survive each trial that he faces. He seems to become more and more strong. We hear it in his song. First, it's more joyful, and then it's more militant and determined. So that at the end, when he raises his sword to the sky, he's hugely powerful. He calls the powers that be to determine the fate of the prisoner, actually to determine his own fate. And yet it's all a trick, a really clever, astute, and surprising turn of events. I love that his wit is what saves him. Because sometimes as business owners, that's exactly what we need to bring our faith and our smarts into a situation and just go for it. I remember some years back, I had applied to speak at a conference and I actually was not accepted, but I decided to go anyway. And the first session of the conference, they announced that somebody had actually pulled out, somebody couldn't make it the following day. And the person who couldn't make it he was talking about a topic that was kind of vaguely related to what I do. So without thinking, I ran up to some of the organizers of the conference and kind of pulled them aside. And I said, hey, if you need somebody to step in, I'd be happy to do it. And they looked at me and they kind of said, really? And I said, yeah, sure. And I remember being kind of blasé about it. Like, I didn't really think there was much chance. I mean, I'd already applied and I hadn't been accepted. Not that necessarily they knew in that moment. But also it just seemed strange, like this conference that had been planned for months and months in advance. I didn't think they were going to be spontaneous. But a few sessions later, they pulled me out and they said to me, so what were you thinking about? And we had a little bit of a chat and then they said, yes, we'd love you to do it. So with less than 24 hours in preparation, I ended up speaking to a group of close to 200 people. It was an incredible opportunity for me and it actually was an amazing chance that kind of went on, it paid back for a long time because there were people in that session who later hired me, there were people who recommended me, and it was really a phenomenal opportunity. But when I think about what gave me the courage to do that, it was because firstly, I really had faith in my own story and in my ability to do it. Underneath it all, I kind of, I believed in the power of my story and the power of the work I could do. And just like the cobbler, I had that faith, and that's what led me through. So at the end, 
The king is moved by the ingenuity of the cobbler and asks him to become his advisor. He says, please teach me how to live like that one day at a time. And it's interesting that that's all the king sees because the cobbler is so much more. It's not just about one day at a time, which admittedly is very desirable for many, especially perhaps the king who one would assume has the worries of his kingdom on his shoulders. But I think he's missing the true value of what the cobbler brings. And as an entrepreneur, these are the true lessons of the story that the cobbler teaches us, that no one can keep you down. The cobbler knew he deserved to make a living. It teaches us how to stay optimistic and appreciate what we have and the lessons that every day bring. Also how to be generous, because the cobbler's door was always open. He was always willing to share even the little that he had. It teaches us how to reinvent ourselves, how to move through adversity and find a way forward, and how to be joyful no matter where you live, what you do, and how much feels stacked against you. And finally, how to keep going and never give up. It's interesting how the challenges that the cobbler faces, they make him stronger. He begins by singing this kind of happy little song, but towards the end, by the third night, he's militant, he's persistent, he's strong, and he's brave. And it reminds me of what I used to hear for years where people would say, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have to fail to succeed. And theoretically, you know, that sounds great. Yeah, you should fail. And it wasn't until I failed that I really understood it because failure is horrible and facing adversity is really difficult. But when you come through it and you come out the other side, you find within yourself a strength that often you didn't even know you had. And it's interesting in all the years that I've worked with organizations and with business owners, and they love to tell the hero stories. They love to tell the stories of the people and the projects that have been super successful. And yet they would be the first to admit, or at least their leaders would be the first to admit that it was when they failed that they actually had a breakthrough that they learned something that they'd never learned before, that the failure was the path to success. And yet they were reluctant to tell the failure stories. I think the true power of any story that talks about failure is it inspires people to learn the lessons that failure brings. And in this story, it's a perfect example that each time, it's not just failure, it's adversity, it's facing really tough things and being able to come through them, even if you might doubt, even if you're not sure the path, when the cobbler set out on the second day, he set out like every day with his box of tools to clean shoes at the side of the road. But he was curious enough to figure out a different way to make a livelihood. And similarly, when he was a guard, he figured out how to make enough to feed himself that day. And so those challenges, that adversity that he faced, really helped him break through to a whole new level that brought him determination and even more joy. I think that's an incredibly powerful lesson for us in business. That no matter how hard it gets, and no matter how challenging it becomes, if we can face it, if we can take a step to discover what the next path will be for us, then the other side is really freeing, and it's really joyful, and it's really empowering. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. 
Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Making It and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lam. Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.